having great feedback, having good feedback from, you know, the designers around me at ThoughtBot has made me much better at doing design. Date, July 2015, episode 127 with Kyle Fiedler, Chief Design Officer at ThoughtBot and co-host of Tentative.fm, a new podcast about digital product design. In this episode, we talk about feedback, mentors, weekly project retrospectives, and product managers. This episode is sponsored by the lovely people at Media Temple and Cold School. At Eden Spiekermann, designers meet once a week and discuss design topics. They call it Design Couch, I think. Are designers at ThoughtBot doing something similar? We're, we're experimenting with a bunch of different ways to, to kind of give critique on specific projects. One of the things that we do is we have a bi-weekly designer meeting where, where every, every designer in the company is you know, open to attend. And during that meeting, one designer or two designers will present. Um, it's usually fairly short. Like we try to keep it at a half hour just to kind of show off what they've been working on um, just so that you know, we have a fairly big design team just so that everyone has a better understanding of what you know people are working on. And on a smaller scale, we're experimenting with a bunch of different ways of, of giving critique. So some of, the, some of our offices are doing basically what you, you talked about, which is when needed, they have a weekly meeting and one designer can basically call the meeting and, and they'll be leading the meeting and leading, um, you know, showing their work and asking for a higher level of feedback that we wouldn't be able to give during that you know, bi-weekly designer meeting. We're also experimenting with like pairing up designers. So uh, we talked about a little earlier that on a lot of our projects, it's it's one designer. So being able to pair up designers and, and what we've done done there is basically the same thing of having uh, a time scheduled each week and those two designers uh, are giving each other a high level of feedback on you know the product, the visual design um, and how everything's going. We also do a lot of, uh, have you seen the app Red Pen? I think Envision um, has something similar where you can like basically comment on mockups. Ocean.ink is doing this and I think they were one of the first. Yeah, there's a bunch of competitors, but we've just gravitated towards that, that app. So, you know, when, when someone wants visual design feedback, a lot of the times they'll throw that into um, our design Slack room. And they'll be able to get visual design feedback um, on that. Honestly, it's like it's a, a variation depending on which office you go to. And I know a lot of offices are of the mind of like uh, if you have a designer, like whatever designers, you know, free and, and can take a moment to look at your work. Um, it's a very unscheduled, um, but but we you know encourage that kind of thing. Um, so like basically pull them in and say, hey, I'm struggling with this problem. What do you think? How important is feedback to you and what do you think about the importance of a mentor? Feedback from anyone, it doesn't even have to be a mentor. You know, that, that again, it kind of goes back to, you know, what we've been talking about, about ThoughtBot and the recent changes is just having great feedback, having good feedback from, you know, the designers around me at ThoughtBot has made me much better at doing design. So having designers around you that you can talk to, even if it's like, I know there's a bunch of you know, Slack channels now that you can join. There's always Dribbble, although it seems to be not as great of a tool for getting feedback as it used to be. But there's, there's certainly places that if, if you're looking for feedback, 
you don't necessarily need that one point of contact for a mentor, but getting feedback is probably really crucial. But again, I, I don't have, I don't have the, like I got feedback from professors earlier on, but since college, my feedback hasn't been as strong. It's, it's been mostly me building, going against my taste. Now it seems like it shifted a little bit towards you and Radar making fun of each other. <laughs> oh, that's been our relationship the entire time. <laughs> yeah, me and Rita have a very close relationship because we worked together on um, his first project at ThoughtBot. And we were off-site uh, at another uh, company. Um, and it was just me and him from ThoughtBot. And, and so we certainly have the ability to make fun of each other and be able to troll each other and egg each other on. Um, which is really great. It made for some really great lunch conversations when we were at that client, um, and it hopefully will make some really great conversation for our podcast. Hey, Between Screen listeners, this is John Friscus from Code School here to say hello. If you're not familiar with us, Code School is an online learning destination for existing and aspiring developers that teaches through entertaining content. With experienced instructors and high-quality courses, over a million people have trusted CodeSchool to teach the most popular development languages by turning learning into a game-like experience. So check us out at CodeSchool.com and start learning by doing. For years, Minded Tempest Grid Service has been the web hosting choice of more designers, developers, and creative professionals than any other platform. A single grid account can host anything from your portfolio site to 100 different client projects. And the grid is ready for anything. Hundreds of servers work together in the cloud to keep your sites online, even if you suddenly hit the front page of Reddit. Also check out their new WordPress hosting product, as well as their launching of Google Apps for Work. Virtual private server solutions are also available with their DV and DV developer hosting plans. You can use the promo code SCREEN25 for 25% off web hosting. Go to mediatemple.net and enter your promo code upon sign-up. Thanks for listening. I stumbled upon something that was new to me. I didn't know that you guys were doing this. and curious what happens at weekly project retrospectives. So whoever's on the project, uh, we, we basically go around. We get everyone has a chance to talk about the, basically we talk about the previous week, um, what were the joys, what, what, what everyone was happy about, um, and then what are concerns from that week and that moving forward. And when does that usually happen on Mondays? Uh, I think it varies um, between client to client or team to team, but we usually try to have it at the beginning or the end of the week, just as either a wrap up or a warm up, I guess. So what we do is we do the joys and concerns, everyone uh, voices those, and we address any concerns for the following week. Uh, and then we'll usually look at the next up column in whatever you know project tool we're, we're looking at um, just to make sure that all of the stories all the features that are looking to be built are basically prioritized correctly and they're the right features usually that part goes fairly quickly because that's that's something that's you know being maintained throughout the week and it's just kind of like a gut check on make, make sure that everyone is on the same page okay that makes sense just uh, was wondering if you have uh, developed a secret sauce <laughs> <laughs> No, I think uh, I, one of the nice things about working at Thoughtbot and, and Thoughtbot in general is we're very open about our process. And um, I believe like that process is in our playbook. I don't know how detailed it is, 
but it's, again, like that, that meeting in general is something that we're always kind of like iterating on and making sure that, you know, it's a worthwhile to us and worthwhile to the client. Um, one of the things that we always have is the person leading that is someone that's not on the project team and not on the client team. Um, so it's our pro what we call a project advisor and they're supposed to be a neutral voice speaking for both the client and for the ThoughtBot team. If I'm not mistaken, designers at ThoughtBot also act as product managers, right? So you're also responsible for the final product. How does this work exactly and why was it structured that way? We tend to rely on the client to do some of what I would think a product manager would do as well. So what we rely on the client to do is they have final say on the queue and next up and they're doing they're running acceptance. Um, and basically what that means is they're looking at the app and making sure everything that we've built is working as it should. So they're doing that. But I, I know for, for me in the past, I've had a very heavy hand. In fact, right now for my client, I'm doing a lot of the prioritization um, and next up, you know, validating a lot of the, the stories that we're doing through user research. And I think because of all of the stuff that the designer owns, the user research, the usability tests, a lot of them are going to have a lot of opinions on, you know, what features are going to be built next and how the app's going to be, you know, what's what's the most important thing to be building and how are we going to solve the, the job to be done or the problem statement that we have coming out of the design sprint.